street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. How to Defeat Street Epistemology A Satirical Steelman Introduction I was inspired to write this booklet after I heard an audio sermon on How to Defeat S.E. The preacher did well describing street epistemology, at least the first part. I wrote my review that day. I'll put a link in the description if you care to listen. My initial review. Well, that was fun. Try this if you listen. Agree out loud every time he says something true. I think you will get a hundred yeses in the first half hour. It's actually a good primer on street epistemology, with the confidence modifier part missing. Of course, the attack on motivation of these new brand of atheists is kind of a running gag. He summarizes with the admonition, if anyone asks you to rate your confidence on a scale of 0 to 100, ask them, what do the numbers mean? How is 10 different than 11? How do I know if I'm a 78 or a 79? This way, you can take on the street epistemologist and win. I doubt that quibbling over the scale will have much impact on street epistemology, but I will take it as seriously as the other options. I will challenge myself to make at least ten better methods to defeat street epistemology compared to scale balking. Nitpicking the confidence scale will be first. Engage Steelman Mode 1. Reject the confidence scale. What are these interrogators doing asking about your confidence? Are they trying to undo all the encouragement your parents gave you growing up? Should they criticize your posture next? Why won't they talk about your claim directly? They constantly change the subject to, How confident are you in your claim? Or, How do you know that? Or, just like the three-year-olds they emulate, Why? If you thought that was a lot of questions, you haven't met a street epistemologist yet. Don't be fooled by their manipulative tactics. Just cut them off right at the start. Almost all street epistemologists use the scale, usually as soon as they hear your claim. If anyone asks for your confidence on a scale of 100, no matter if the scale starts at 0 or 1, just require that they define their terms clearly. They must provide a description of the scale with such clarity that you can understand what each number on the scale means, or the question is not fair or honest. They are just trying to trip you up and use math tricks against you later. Even if they manage to define the scale clearly, remember you are not obligated to play their game. 2. None of your business. Avoiding critical claims. You meet a stranger on the street that wants to LARP Socrates and won't even tell you their position on the topic you bring up? Why should you trust them? 
simply don't discuss any claims that matter to you. They require you to choose the claim, so pick something that makes no difference to you, so that doubt has no importance. What does it matter if someone talks you out of your favorite sports team, especially if in a sport you don't care about? This way the street epistemologist gets their addiction to inducing doubt satisfied and can feel good about themselves. And you can be a successful interlocutor while leaving your trust in what you truly, really know to be true unsullied. 3. Multiply Compound Claims Maybe you are careless, feeling cocky, and you make a claim that matters to you, one where if you lost confidence in your claim, it might rock your world. Well, you daredevil, go boldly in confidence that these following tactics will keep you safe from these merchants of doubt. If someone insists on drilling down on your reasons you believe a thing, and you don't want to get all the way to its either circular, infinite regress, or axiom, just base the claim on another claim. This could be a new idea, or an idiosyncratic definition of a term in the claim. As long as you introduce at least one new idea in each answer, amateur Socrates will never pin you into a corner. 4. Reject Hypotheticals You know what you know, and no imaginary counterfactual should change your mind about what you know. The sneaky Socrates might try to shake you into uncertainty by proposing insane thought experiments designed to provoke doubt with fairy tales. Would you be as sure if you found out you were a brain in a vat? What if the universe was created by some mindless quantum fluctuation? Or what if you found out that the trusted authority was wrong about things that you could check and or had nefarious motivations? Street epistemologists are constantly introducing destructive heresies like this. Some lazy pretend philosophers will even ask you to make up your own hypotheticals that go against what you believe. Such nerve! 5. Demand infeasible hypotheticals If you are willing to entertain hypotheticals at all, just make them impossible in practice so that your claim will not be burdened by potential debunking. After all, if you are sure, this is just intellectually honest. The classic example is the bones of Jesus with DNA tests to show they are not anyone else's bones slipped in to trick us. It's impossible because DNA tests would have nothing to compare against. 6. Win the debate through rhetoric. The best debaters aren't milk toast softies. They nut up and say what they mean, even if it is mean. Most of the time, if you face down one of these don't-know-it-alls, that's a Socrates joke, they will fold like a house of cards made of flimsy skeptical doubt. 7. Stand fast in your confidence. You know what you know, and some upstart questioner that is only there to perversely shake your confidence shouldn't lead you astray. 
If you find you don't have good enough reasons to convince them, what does that matter? You did not come into this conversation prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give them reasons. I've heard that most statistics are made up on the spot, so if you don't want to be gullible and stupid, don't change your mind on the fly. If someone brings up something you didn't know that goes against what you believe, stick to what you know. You can always bang it later to see how full of shit they were. 8. When it's okay to be hostile. If someone yells fire in a crowded theater, they are antisocial and should be rebuked in clear terms. Even freedom of speech has its limits. These Sakra teasers hang out in parks, walking trails, and schoolyards trying to chip away at the confidence of any unsuspecting, right-thinking person who is seduced into public intercourse by their seemingly innocent invitations and obsequious requests for consent. Many of them wear cameras and recording equipment, trying to catch you looking confused and dumbstruck when they ask you some tedious, confusingly worded question. They even have a favorite term, spider on the ceiling or aporia, whatever that means. Don't fall for it. You don't need any time to remember what you already know. If they leave a long pause in the conversation, that's probably a good time to tell them off for messing with people in places where children frequent. Think of the children. 9. Watch that clock. Street epistemologists use an old tactic not unlike asking someone to call you out of a meeting before you go in. They do it blatantly and shamelessly by offering a timed conversation, usually five to ten minutes, and will even tell you up front that the interview usually goes longer. This gets them out of whenever you are winning. If they engage with someone smarter than themselves, they can just bail when the timer beeps. If you don't like how the conversation is going, just slow down, digress, meander, and pretend to be deep in thought. They love their ceiling spiders. And that beep will come quite soon, and you are out of there. 10. Call a friend. If you are uncertain about anything you are asked about, check with someone you trust, or just bang it. Nothing wrong with making sure by asking outside sources. If they get all bogged down in theology, put them on the phone with your pastor. That'll teach them. Calling others in also really helps run down the clock. 11. Flip the script. Why is it fair for a stranger to ask you a stream of questions and just expect you to keep answering? Ask their position and demand they share it before you will disclose your own. It's only fair. Their script requires them to stay neutral and secretive about their own beliefs so they can't be questioned. Try asking them questions and see how fast they bail if they are expected to be honest and transparent. 12. Revoke Consent 
these insidious interrogators are obsessed with their ritual of overtly spoken consent, as if anyone could have a conversation against their consent. Just refuse to be recorded, or refuse to comply with their conversation rules or tactics. You can always just walk away, even if you started by consenting. Make sure you tell them they're not allowed to use any recordings in your parting shot. Conclusion If you have taken in these strategies, you are ready to confront these atheist missionaries with the full protection of your confidence, given your new understanding of their motivations and tactics. They are few and rare, and if you play your cards right, they might realize the futility of their efforts and stop endangering the next generation with their foolish thinking. End Steelman Mode Dolly is juggling lessons on Discord and is often found lurking behind the Practice SE tag on the Street Epistemology server. Dolly is developing training materials for SE once he figures out what people need to bridge between reading a book, watching example videos, and actually engaging people live in public. Dolly will now stop talking in the third person. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 